Hello, Mama. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and ate all the deliciousness. I know I did, and it was fantastic. And I'm still kind of feeling those Thanksgiving vibes while dreaming for Christmas and the new year. And I'm just feeling all the holiday here. I got my heater going in my little office and it makes me so happy that it's cold outside. It's actually kind of getting hot in here because the sun is shining also, but I, I love being warm. It's a good thing I live in California now because I don't know how you do it. All those people that have the negative degree weather or uh, really anything below 40. I don't, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm very spoiled, but I know some of you love it. And I think that's amazing. And, um, God is so good wherever you live. But anyways, I'm so excited to continue our series today, how to stay married and have kids. And, um, we are going to go through a handful more of episodes, kind of talking a little bit more practically speaking about what to do, how to have a healthy marriage, how to stay married, even in the chaos of motherhood and having kids in your home. So I I know we've been talking a lot of uh, big mindset, high level things, how we need to shift our mindset, how we need to change our thinking, how culture has impacted how we show up as wives. And I know it's been painful. Like I know for a lot of you, you know, I went back and read all of your comments this week that when we started the the series that you had you had said you wanted help in these different areas and you had specific examples and I went and read them all and you know I was just reminded of just the pain that occurs when you're in a marriage that feels uh, not there you know feels I don't know what label you would give it unhealthy feels uh, one-sided feels like you're alone in it and I, you know, I hope I said it enough in all of those other episodes, because I know there was a lot of um, hard work to f- turn our eyes back on ourselves, even when our, uh, our spouse might be doing things that are not right. Uh, maybe they're not helping. Maybe they're not encouraging. Maybe they're not showing up. And so I know it's very difficult to look at ourselves when the other person truly is in sin or in, um, you know, pain and acting out of that pain. And like that's excruciating work. And so if you have been able to stick through this and, and do that work well done, uh, that is, that is hard and heavy. And I just want to say, you know, just encourage you like that's, that is amazing that you are able to do that. Not everyone has the willingness to do that work, right? Cause it's, it's easy as we talked about so many times to blame, but you know, not just blame for, you know, maybe, like project our actions onto other people. But when the other person truly is doing something wrong or not showing up how they're supposed to, it is really hard to look at ourselves. But I do believe all the work that I have talked through in the past episodes is essential for all of us, even, uh, you know, even if your husband isn't showing up. But now we're going to shift a little bit. You know, all of that work is the foundational work, um, and we're still going to be focused on ourselves because ultimately I can't sit here and talk to men about how they should change because most men aren't listening. <laughs> I do know of some husbands that listen, and it makes me so happy, uh, but mo- you know, majority of you are moms, and so I can't sit here and talk to men and inspire them and challenge them because they're not here. So all I can work with is, is you, and you are at least 50% of the marriage. And so if 50% can change, that's, that's massive. So 
it's going to continue to be focused on things you can implement, how you can show up differently, but we're going to start getting a little more practical today. We're going to talk about communication. So specifically how we can communicate our needs. And this is something I think all of us can grow in myself included. It's so easy to, uh, just assume that we shouldn't have to do this. And we're going to dive into that today, but I want you to get excited. You know, if you've been sitting here listening to me saying, okay, well, I need him to help more. This is the episode for you. This is what it looks like to get him to help more. Uh, in addition to, you know, those mindset shifts also will help with that, but this is going to be the big one for you and learning how to communicate your needs. And, you know, if you feel like you've been doing it and it's not working, then just tune in, you know, hear what I have to say. Maybe, maybe the way you've been asking isn't, uh, as effective. So just see what God might have for you today. Maybe it's one little tweak that really helps you. And, um, you know, it could be something else too. It could be, you know, well, we can't talk about him, right? We can only talk about you. So let's, without further ado, dive into today's episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited to dive into our topic today and helping you really work on communicating what you need. And again, as I, as I talked about in the intro, like this stuff is painful. Growth is extremely painful. You know, uh, if we want our marriage to grow, growth always comes with pain. It's inevitable. It's a shedding off of layers. It's self-denial and, and, uh, taking up our cross. It's, it's seeing things where you know, where we were weak in the past because growth is moving, uh, up from that. And so we have to first acknowledge where we've been at. And so all of this work is painful. And I know for many of you, you came into this podcast series already in pain, right? Your marriage is already hurting. Your marriage is already, uh, has points of pain. Maybe some of you don't, maybe you're just wanting to grow and get better. And that's great too. But I know for a lot of you, especially reading your comments, like there's pain there. And if you heard my story, you know, I've walked through that. I I get it. And so I know I'm like heaping pain on pain and that's a lot. And so I hope you hear in all of this, just, um, that I want, that, that I'm proud of you, that you're doing the heavy lifting, that God is, is proud of you. He's with you in this. And, um, I'm not trying to point fingers and say, you are the only problem. That's absolutely not the goal of all of this. Again, it's because you are the person that I have before me. And so I've got to speak to you. That's my only option here. Um, so don't ever, don't ever hear that. I don't think there's anything not good happening on the other side. Like, don't ever assume that I'm saying your husband's perfect. That's not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) Um, but we are just trying to look at our 50%. How can we grow in that? Um, and I want to encourage those of you that, you know, are thinking about this 
communication and thinking about trying to communicate from a place of peace. And you have no idea how you would begin doing that. You know that when you try and communicate, it comes out as anger, it comes out as uh, criticism, It uh, or maybe you just keep yourself shut up when you're feeling pain, you withdraw and you have, uh, you don't know how to connect for those of you that are stuck in that, whether it's in your marriage or in your motherhood, I want to encourage you. I have tools waiting for you. I would love to walk alongside you in a deeper capacity than just me talking at you. Um, I would love to hear you and have a two-way conversation and really be in your world about what what pain you're experiencing, um, where you're feeling stuck. And then I'm going to help you figure out why. Uh, a lot of the reason we're stuck is because of our past, because of the wounds that have been created in our past and how those are continuing to show up in our current relationships. And we have sometimes no idea that those are connected. And so I help you connect those dots and I help give you a map for understanding yourself and why you're in pain, why you are acting in a way you don't want to act, whether that's anger or anxiety or with drawing or however that shows up for you. And I give you a way to walk out of that. And it's not easy. It's hard work, but at least you have understanding of what's going on and you have a a tool, a strategy, a map to move forward. And I walk with you hand in hand through that for an entire year. Uh, that's the beauty of this change and growth takes time. And so my program, the Healed Mama Academy is now a whole year long so that I can walk with you through all of that. So if that's you come and get more information, we have weekly group coaching as well as tons of video and worksheet content to work through at your own pace. And there's just, uh, the most amazing women in there and we have the most amazing conversations and it's such an honor to get to share that space with them. So I hope you'll join me. Come and apply. And, um, I just can't wait to learn, uh, about your story and who you are. You can get all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. All right. Well, I hope to see you over there. And now let's dive into communication. So as I look through the, the questions that you posed in, in the pain you've been feeling in your marriages, a theme that, that I found in so many is that so many people are frustrated that their husbands are not helping with the kids, with the house. They feel like it's an an uneven load or maybe their husbands are helping, but it's only when they ask for it. And, you know, I hear this all the time and I can fall into thinking this as well, um, that I can fall into complaining that my husband's not offering to help, or he's not, um, just seeing those areas that I need help in and just taking initiative. Um, but whether it's myself or someone else, my question always goes to, but have you asked him? So as I'm reading, like, he's not helping here. He's not helping here. He's not doing this, but have you asked him? And I know that's hard. Like I, I understand truly, believe me when I say, I understand that we, we have this mentality where we want our husbands to read our minds. And we say it like that, you know, I think most of us know that's not possible, but we truly like, that's what we're doing. We want him to, to see the gaps, to see where we're struggling. And we want him to step in and take over and to just have this intuitive sense of what he should be doing, um, to, in order to help us, in order to relieve our stress, in order to make it a more even load. But the problem is that often our husbands have no idea. (laughs) Like they, they truly have no idea where those 
points are in our life where we're struggling, where we do want help, where we are hurting. And, or even like, maybe he's, he knows you're struggling. Maybe you share all the time, like, oh, I'm really struggling with the kids here or what, or with the house here. And so maybe he knows you're struggling and, and he tries to encourage you or help you um, just with his words, but maybe he doesn't realize you actually want him to step in and do something. Because a lot of times what happens is we get overly controlling, right? Like we, like I've talked about in some of the recent episodes, we have this idea about how it should look and how it should be done. And so when, whenever anyone gets near that area, we're like, oh no, 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 uh, this is how you need to do it. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Right. And, and so if you've ever had a moment like that and then gotten frustrated that your husband's not helping, let me tell you, like, it's because you're not, you're not communicating well. And I've been there. Like, I, I think I've shared recently about a laundry issue. I, I remember recently just feeling like resentful over having to do all of the laundry. Um, you know, my laundry, the kids laundry, my husband's laundry. And I just was so frustrated. And then I remembered (laughs) like many times he had asked if like offered and even asked, like, I'll do my own laundry. Like he would say that he wanted to do his own laundry. And I was like, no, no, I feel like this is something I should do as a good wife. I feel like this is what makes a good wife. It's a, it's a way I can sacrifice and serve you. And like, I feel like I should do this. And so I said no to him. And then I, here I am doing the laundry and doing his laundry and being resentful about it. Like, <laughs> and then it hit me like, oh, oh, why don't I just ask him take him up on his offer, right? Like that's not even really asking for help because he's already offered that. It's just accepting his, his help. And so (laughs) now he does his own laundry. It's amazing. And when I time it right, he helps with the kids laundry too. And it's amazing. (laughs) And so how many areas are there like that in your life where you have taken control, where you have not asked for help, where he has no idea that you're hurting in a certain area. Maybe he sees it all happen and steps back and is like, wow, you're amazing. Like you do all of this. That's so awesome. And he doesn't understand that like you're dying inside over doing it all. But to him, it just looks like you have it all under control because you're doing an amazing job at it. Everything looks great. Everything looks like it's taken care of. And so to him, he's not realizing that there is a a huge need for help. And so we've got to get away from this mindset that our men should read our minds and that they should know how to help. And I get that like it can feel like love. It feels sometimes like, well, that's how you can love me is you know what I need. But that's just not realistic. Like, they can't know what we need unless we tell them what we need. And the same goes the other way around. Like we can't really support them unless we, unless we ask them what they need. And we're going to get to that. But you know, even in when my husband and I have our weekly sit down and and conversations together, we always end our, our time with what do you need? We each ask that to each other. And whenever he tells me what he needs, I'm always surprised because it's not something that I like intuitively would have realized that's what he needs. Um, I always assume different things and it's rarely the thing I'm assuming. And so we like, that's (laughs) love is not just like assuming, um, reading each other's minds, knowing what the other person needs without them saying it. That's, that's not, that's a false view of love. Love is communicating and sacrificing for each other. But the communication doesn't mean that that's not them serving you, right? If you ask him to help with something and he says, okay, and he does it, that, that doesn't take away 
the service he just provided, the gift he just gave, like that's still love, that's still sacrifice. So we've got it. We've got to throw that mindset out first and foremost before we even begin talking about asking for help. And the thing is that I think generally all of us, and today we're specifically talking about men here because we're talking about your husbands, men often or always (laughs) need specifics. And it's okay to have to communicate those specifics. The thing is, as we've talked about in this series, we see things differently. We see different gaps. He sees gaps that you don't see and you see gaps he doesn't see. And so if you want him to help with some of the gaps you see, you've got to ask him. Okay. So, um, I have, uh, just an excerpt from something someone shared in the Facebook group. And I share this because it is such a prime example of what so many of you said and what I have felt in the past. And so I just wanted to use it as this example of what we're talking about here. Um, so I'm not like pointing this person out to say like, Oh, they're horrible and they should change their mindset. No, this is all of us, whether we say this out loud or we have it in our brain. I think for most of us, we struggle with these kind of thoughts. Okay. So it says, I'm really feeling this. I feel like my husband and I were such a good team until the kids came and it quickly started stacking up on my side, cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids. I'm just getting over a terrible cold that turned into some severe breathing complications. And still I got two days to rest. That's it. I still had to take care of the kids, cook, clean while he came home from work and sat on the bed with his phone. Hello, not feeling well, a little help here. Sorry. I had to vent. So I love this example because I get it. Like (laughs) when I'm not feeling well, I just want him to like assume he knows I'm not feeling well and to just take over everything. But I, you know, and I don't know, like, this is just an example. I don't know actually the specific person, if they did ask for help or what that looked like, but I know for me, in situations like this in the past, there have been times where I have felt this and not asked for help and just sat there with that same mentality of like, hello, don't you see me? Don't you understand? Like, and I'll, I'll, I'll get bitter. I'll get angry. I'll get resentful because I'm like, hello, don't you see? Can't you see the expression on my face? Can't you see my body posture? Can't you see? Right? Like, <laughs> and I'm not actually communicating and saying like, hey, babe, I really don't feel good right now. Can I go lay down for an hour? would you be able to take over? Right? Like how different would that be? And so I think we've, we've got to start getting that kind of mentality instead of just being resentful and bitter. We've got to step into communication. Okay. And the other, the other part of this too, is that we have got to help and we'll, we'll get to this, but we need to think of their needs as well. Um, and I know I talked about this recently, but it's something to keep in mind is that yes, we have needs. Yes, we're overwhelmed, but honestly, most on the other side, they're also overwhelmed. They also have needs. They also feel like things are piling up on them. I think this a season with littles is just a lot. It's a stretching season, a long stretching season where there is a lot and it feels like too much work and too few hands. And, but I don't think that's just on our side. I think they also feel that, especially if they're the primary breadwinners, right? If they're working. And so, you know, this example of him sitting on his phone when he gets home, you know, while I, I still think we can ask for help, but also he might just be so exhausted and overwhelmed that he's just like trying to like keep going. 
And that's what it looks like for him. And I'm not saying that's the healthiest way to cope with it, but I wonder if that's what's going on. And I know for my husband, that's, you know, when he's just so overwhelmed and and after a day of work, that's how he feels. Like there's a lot that he carries with that. And then he comes home and he looks at all the house projects that he needs to keep working on. And he thinks about how he wants to spend more time with each of the kids. And he thinks about, you know, all of the, the bills we have to pay. And so he just gets even more overwhelmed. And so like, we've got to stop assuming they're just on their phones scrolling or not helping because they don't care. I think it's actually because they're in pain. They're overwhelmed also, and they're coping with it in a maybe not as helpful way, but it's not because they don't care. We've, yeah, we've got, I keep saying this, but we've got to stop saying it that way, but I'm talking to myself here too. Um, and you know, so we've got to also keep in mind their needs and um, what that looks like for us to take care of them. Cause it's, that's what marriage is a mutual sacrificing and mutual caring for each other. And, um, the thing too, is that I found that the more that I like say thank you to my husband for everything he's doing and encourage him and find those things that he's doing and thank him for them, because they're not always obvious to me initially. I, I can just like you slip into the mindset where I'm like, Oh, you're not doing anything. You're not helping. And then I stop myself and I'm like, wait a minute, what can I th- say thank you to him for? And that's when I'm like, oh, he's doing this and this, and I'm just not seeing it, right? So it's there. So we've got to, to focus on that. And the more that I thank him and encourage him and appreciate what he's doing, the more he actually wants to help me. And the more he he, he feels empowered and, and energized to show up more. And so, you know, it all, again, begins with us, which is always hard. But hopefully he's listening to his own podcast on his side. <laughs> But ultimately, you can't control that. Uh, the The best way to um, encourage his growth is through prayer. So for you, mama, and for any husbands listening to, um, <laughs> I want to give you 10 tips for communicating your needs. And this is going to help you to uh, share what's on your mind that you're wanting him, to, that you're assuming he already knows, but he doesn't. So that's number one, actually. Let's dive in. Um, number one is assume he has no idea what you need. Assume that, that he has no idea. And honestly, it's probably true. And, and then, uh, you know, I already mentioned this, but you might not have an idea either what he needs unless he's a good communicator. Um, but that is the first part is assuming that he has no idea. And so beginning from zero, like, not going in with this assumption that he's seeing you hurting and he's seeing you tired and he's seeing you overwhelmed and that he doesn't care. That is not where we want to start. We want to go in with this assumption that he has no idea what's what it feels like. And he doesn't. I mean, he has his own idea of what his world feels like, which is, you know, also a lot equally or more, or, you know, just depends on every person, but, um, he doesn't have any idea what your world feels like. Cause he's a different human, right? Like it's okay that he doesn't know that. And so the, the way that we help him know that is communicating that. And so we start with this assumption that he has no idea, like start from zero. He has no idea. Okay. Number two, don't start with the negative. So don't go in and start with like, I'm so overwhelmed. You never help with dinner. You never help with the kids, right? Don't start from like the lack. Don't start spouting out all the things he's not doing. That's not going to help anyone. (laughs) That's not communicating your needs. That's just criticizing him. And so that's not going to leave him empowered and energized to help you because he's going to now, if you start there, he's going to be in a deficit mindset. Um, you know, I've been talking about the gap and the gain. He's going to be in a gap mindset and the gap mindset only leads to worse outcomes. 
outcomes. So if he's in this gap mindset where in his mind, he's probably been trying. Like most husbands are trying. You just don't always see it. You don't realize it, but they're trying. And so he feels like he's been trying, right? And, and maybe that means he's trying to work hard at work because he wants to provide for the family, right? And to him, that's what it means to show up. That's what it means to, to work hard. And we don't see that part and we can just negate that that's even a factor in their lives. But that's huge. And so he is most likely trying his best to show up. And so if we, if we, if he's trying his best and we start this conversation saying, Hey, you never do this and you're not doing this and it, and I need you to do this. Like that's, he's, he's going to be in this gap mindset where he just feels like he's failing and he's going to feel hopeless because he feels like he's been trying and, and all we see is how he's failing. And so he's going to feel like, well, I've been trying my hardest and I don't know how to even do more because I feel like I'm giving my all and I'm failing still. So why, like, he's just going to start tuning it out because he's, he's overwhelmed. Like he is no, there's no hope in those sentences. So we got to make sure we don't start with the negative. Okay. Number three, don't go in with the assumption that he doesn't want to help. We've also got to be careful how we, how we approach this and not just assuming that he doesn't care, that he doesn't want to help. We want to go in assuming the opposite, really, that he's on our team that he cares about us, that he wants to support us. And so like, if we go in with that assumption that he doesn't want to help, most likely he's going to get triggered because whether we say it outright or it's, it's kind of insinuated in what we're saying, he's going to feel like, oh, you're assuming I don't care. I don't want to help. And most likely that's going to trigger his pain. Um, and we're going to talk about restoration theory and the four steps in a coming uh, episode. But when we act out of our pain, nothing good ever happens. This is destructive to ourselves and our relationships. And so if you are, um, contributing to him being triggered and he is now in a place of pain and being triggered in this conversation, because you're assuming he doesn't care and doesn't want to help, it's just not going to go well. He's going to go into his destructive coping, which is withdraw or anger or, uh, intellectualizing or any number of different ways that he copes. And so this is not going to be productive. So go in just assuming that he is on your team and he wants to be there for you. It doesn't mean that he's going to say yes to every single thing you pose. And we're going to talk about how to be realistic, but it means that he desires to be there for you. He desires to be a good husband, to be a good father. And we've got to make that assumption for him. Okay. Number four, um, we've got to focus on where you are struggling, not where he's falling short. So this is very similar to what we've talked about, but when you are talking, I want you to, to focus on like I statements. I am struggling here. I am feeling overwhelmed with the kids. I am feeling like I don't know how to keep going. I am feeling right. Like, and, and you want to be careful how many sentences you loop together. Cause it can get overwhelming too. Um, and not like trying to say men can't handle it. I'm saying anyone can't handle it. When we go on and on and on, it's overwhelming. And it's like, well, that's was so much information. I don't even know where to begin in responding to that. Um, I know my husband and I deal with that a lot because I love to just talk and talk and talk, um, <laughs> which is why I have a podcast, I guess. And so then he just doesn't know how to respond. And then I get angry at him because he's not responding. And he's like, I just, that was a lot. <laughs> so we've got to, got to be careful there, but focus on the sentences you do share, focus on how you're struggling. Um, so it would sound like I am really struggling with keeping up with the laundry, and I don't know how to keep going with it, right? Instead of saying, I 
it is really hard that you don't help with the laundry, right? See how different that feels and sounds when we talk about our journey we're, we're taking on ownership that we already have for something. And we're talking through that lens of, of what it's like for us versus saying like, you know, he's already in the gap. You're, you're not helping with laundry. Maybe he didn't know he was supposed to help with laundry, right? Like, just like my example, my husband tried to help with laundry. So if I go into a conversation saying, it's really hard that you don't help with laundry, he's going to come in defensive. Like, well, I tried to offer, you know, to help. And then we'll get into an argument about what he said and what I said, and then it won't be productive. (laughs) You know how this goes. And so we've got to go in saying, this is where I'm at with this. This is how it feels to me, leaving them out of it. Okay. All right. The next one, number five is be specific. So when we ask for help now, I think this kind of depends. So if your husband is like a really like strong person that is, helps you process. And you guys are good at doing that together. Then you could potentially like let him help, let him help you work through this and talk about what specific needs to happen. So I think there's certain husbands that are like that, you know, depending on their personality and their gifts, but a lot of our husbands are not, I mean, just a lot of people in general, right? Because everyone like that's a specific tool. That's like kind of a coach role is listening and reflecting and helping you sort through the details of things. But I think a lot of us, um, our husbands are not that person for us. And so we've got to kind of do that work ahead of time to sort and sift through all of the details of what's going on. So if we're overwhelmed with life, I want you to sit down before this conversation and map out like, what are the different areas that you're struggling in and what are kind of, um, the different things that are contributing to that and what can you do about that? And then from that, you can get strategic and pick one, maybe two areas where you may, maybe you can get your husband to help you in. And, you know, if you don't know which ones he would like to help, you know, maybe you want to give him options, you know, you can find a way to share that with, without making him think that he has to take on all of these different things. But I think if we're wanting this conversation to be specifically about our needs, And we're trying to ask for help in a certain area. Now you can also generalize this conversation to any situation where, where you need help, right? Like this example of the person that was sick, um, you know, she can be specific in terms of being like, Hey, I need to go lay. Can I go lay down for an hour? Right. That's specific. I want to go lay down away from everyone for an hour. It's a specific amount of time um, because I'm feeling this. So we can use it with that, or we can use it to communicate, Hey, this area of our lives, this area of workload, um, from our home and our kids is I'm struggling with. And so we want to be specific about what area, unless your husband is that kind of coach role in your life. But I'm guessing if he is, you guys already have this stuff worked out. So I think for most of us that are listening, this is not him like this. So we need to come in being ready to be specific about the area and about what we're asking. Um, and be cautious too about what you're asking. We're going to get into that, but you know, you don't want to just be like, I need you to take over the kids. Like, you know, you want to ask it in a way, um, like for example, Hey, I'm really struggling with the laundry and I feel really overwhelmed trying to every week um, wash and fold and put away everyone's laundry. And I'm just trying to figure out how to manage it all. Um, I wondered if you had any ideas, if there's any way you could help with that. 
Um, right. So we're being specific. We're saying this is the area of laundry. Like the area is laundry. Um, and maybe you could even be specific of like, Hey, I wondered, you know, if you would be able to help me put away the laundry every week, or, Hey, I wondered if you would be able to help take over your laundry. You can be specific like that. Um, I think just tailor it to knowing who your husband is and, and what, what helps him. So if he doesn't like, you know, kind of being told what to do and feeling boxed in, then maybe generalize it. But if he hates like not having specifics and like he's just overwhelming, like I don't know how to help with the laundry, then maybe give a specific like, hey, can you put it away? Hey, can you take over yours? Right. And so um, I think, yeah, I know this this area is really nuanced, uh, but I just want to give some different avenues depending on what situation you're in, who your husband is, where you guys are at in your relationship. Um, But generally be specific and towards a certain direction. All right. Number six, this goes hand in hand. Um, we need to be realistic and fair. So as we're being specific, we want to make sure we're not just saying, I want you to take over all of the laundry, right? Like maybe for some of us that's going to work and, and our husbands, um, have that capacity, but you know, we have to know what kind of situation our family's in. How many hours does your husband work? How much else does he take on with the house? And so we want to really factor that in when we're asking for help in an area, because again, we want to also take care of his needs, not just our own. So make sure you're being realistic and fair in what you're asking for. Number seven, be generous and encouragement. So always, um, like I was saying in the beginning, the more encouragement I give to my husband, I feel like the more he's on my feels like he's on my team, the more he wants to help. And so always being working towards being generous and how you encourage him and saying, Hey, thank you so much for this. And, um, you know, even when I'm asking for help in a certain area, I'll often, you know, throw some encouragement in there and point out like, Hey, I know you work so hard for us and you are such an amazing provider. Um, and I'm not like trying to baby him or manipulate him here. Genuinely, that is how I feel. Like when I sit and think about it, that is how, like, that is the truth about my husband and our situation. He is an amazing provider. And I don't tell him that often enough. So I, I start with that. It's, it's not manipulative. It's, we all need encouragement, <laughs> truly. Um, and so I start with like, Hey, I'm acknowledging what you're already doing. I know you already do a lot and I, I am really struggling in this area. And so I wondered, even though you're already doing a lot, is there any way that I could shift some of this to your area? Right? So that's just acknowledging you're already doing a lot. You're already doing these things. I see that. I appreciate that. And then here's this area I'm struggling. Okay. So be generous in your encouragement. Number eight, speak to him as the man you want him to be. Um, not the man like you assume him to be. So or even maybe the man he sometimes falls into being, right? Like you married him for a reason. You you saw good qualities in him at one time. You saw potential in him. And so speak to that man. Speak to like when God created him, what you imagine God envisioned for this human and, and the possibilities and the potential inside of him. And so speak to him that way. Speak to him as, as a man, like maybe he struggles to scroll on his phone all the time. Don't speak to that man. Speak to the man that, you know, he's called to be, Hey, I know like you care so deeply about our family. I know you want to show up for us. I know you want to be a good father. Um, you know, speak to that like big vision. Cause that's just speaking life over him, right? That's, 
that's like the truth of who God made him to be. But maybe he's fallen into some destructive coping because he's overwhelmed. He's in some kind of pain from his past, whatever it is. And so he's falling into these ways he doesn't want to be acting. But we've got to speak to to who he really is, who God created him to be. And that's going to help him catch that vision um, and feel empowered to be that man. Okay. Um, number nine, ask how you can help him. So this is going back to um, what I talked about is, you know, when we ask for help, also end the conversation with like, hey, how, how, how can I help you? How can I support you? Because maybe there's an area that he's struggling in that it wouldn't be a big deal for you to help. Or, you know, when you guys mutually help each other, it just feels lighter because there's certain gifts you have that he doesn't have. And so ask, and, and even if there's not something that you can take over, just asking that is going to be huge. He's going to feel supported and he's going to feel like you guys are on the same team. Um, and, you know, he's going to know it's not just you trying to give him more things like you're trying to, to work together. So ask him how you can help and don't be afraid to, if you think that he's not helping, I want you to still ask this question because it's going to help him even think through like, say for example, that's true. And he is not helping at all. You asking him that question is going to help him be like, Oh, wait a minute. Actually, I'm kind of slacking. She's asking me this, but I should probably be asking her this. Hmm. You know, so worst case scenario that he's really not doing anything, it's still going to be a benefit. Um, And again, as always, we're not talking about an abusive situation. We're not talking about narcissism. We're talking about a a generally healthy, regular kind of marriage Um, and irregular. Yeah, there's all kinds of marriages out there, but we're not talking about abuse here. So ask him how you can help. All right, number 10 is get a system you both can agree on so that everyone knows their roles. I think when we sit down and we we map this out together and we figure out some systems that help keep things up instead of always trying to catch up and always just trying to like um, survive, systems can really help you get ahead on things. So highly recommend figuring out those systems as a whole so that each person knows what part they play. Um, you're not constantly having to ask him for help, but it's it's already systemized. Like he already knows where he's supposed to help. You already know where you're helping. Um, and if you need help with systems, um, Chelsea Joe is amazing. She has a podcast, Systemize Your Life. Um, so many amazing, great things you can learn over there. It's helped me a ton in my life. Um, and if you use the code morning mama, you can get, uh, I think it's $200 off, um, her, her course, maybe 300. I can't remember. Um, but I highly recommend checking out her, at least her podcast and also her courses and her program. Um, but let me just pray for you. I know this is challenging, but I know you're equipped for this and you're going to do amazing at it. God, I thank you for just the ability to communicate, God, that you have given us such power that we can speak, God. And I just pray that you would help each of us as wives, God, just lean into that, God, just stop assuming that um, our husbands should know already how to help and um, stop assuming the worst of them, God, but that we would just be able to assume the best of them, that they want to help. They just don't know how or where. And so God, would you just equip us to say the words well, to say them full of grace and speak life and um, be kind as we speak. I pray that you would prepare our husbands, that they would be ready to receive what we have and and be eager and wanting to help us. And I just pray that your grace and your mercy and your goodness would go over these conversations. You would go before us, God, and you would just really help us to become great teammates in our home. God, we love you and we thank you for who you are and the gift of marriage that you've given us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. 
If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.